do. A lot of the view of communication is how we're showing up, how we are expressing ourselves to others. But the communication that I work on also is the communication we have with ourselves mm. because it all starts with that. The words that are in our brain that we heard as young children. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Nancy Berger of nancyrberger.com. Nancy, super excited to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Gresh. Happy to be here. Yes, it should be a great conversation. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Nancy so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's working on. And Nancy is a workplace communication strategist and a coach who guides executives and teams to foster emotionally healthy cultures. A certified leadership coach, author, and seasoned researcher, Nancy brings 10 plus years in communications expertise, research, and psychology to elevate workplace communicate connections. She works with C-suite executives, heads of HR and training and recruiting managers, business owners, and team leaders across many different industries. And Nancy also delivers workshops and talks to universities, leadership organizations, and networking groups, all with the aim of cultivating clear, effective, and productive communication dynamics. Nancy, excited again to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I sure am. Awesome. Well, let's get it started then. So we kind of kick everything off. I know I touched on a little bit when I read your bio, but I want to hear a little bit more on how you got started. What I call your CEO story. Yeah. So the the story is probably not unlike a lot of uh, people who start their own businesses. It comes from a personal place, right? So I've been a writer for almost thirty years, um, but in the last fifteen or so, I became really curious about why we do the things we do, why we get in our own way why human beings get stuck, uh, mostly because I was stuck. So I started to do a lot of research on sort of the neuroscience of fear and you know how the brain is wired. And I got really curious about helping myself get unstuck. And through that journey, I became really compelled and interested in helping other people get unstuck. And that's really why I started my business. Nice. I absolutely love that. I love that you use that word curious because I always feel like when you follow through on that curiosity, there's really phenomenal things that kind of, um, you know, come along when you get those solutions and, and figure out those things. But there's so many great things that come from being able to kind of, um, you know, give yourself your own medicine, be able to serve yourself, create, you know, something that helps out you and realizing that that also impacts so many more people. Absolutely true. And it, and it is so empowering to find your own way and, and after that journey, I just felt like, well, my goodness, if I could help one other person, you know, figure it out, wouldn't that feel great? And that started the whole, the whole thing. And then I started helping individuals and then teams and companies, businesses, entrepreneurs. It's just been a great ride. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something that, you know, so many times when you're trying to, you know, take that next step or go to that next level, I'm sure there's so much confusion and frustration, so many different, you know, words that come about with trying to understand exactly what that is. So I love that. Obviously, you've been able to help yourself out, but I love that you've been able to kind of take that baton and, and run with it even more. 
Yeah. Yeah. Feels good to help, to help out. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more on how you're helping now. Could you take us through a little bit more on how you're working with and serving the clients that you work with? Yeah. So I, I do uh, coaching. I do individual coaching um, in any level or, or function of an organization. I also became certified as a leadership coach because I wanted to have that skill set to offer. And what I really do, and you, you touched on it, is I help companies cultivate emotionally healthy cultures by honing in on their communication flow and dynamics and seeing where knots have developed and how I can help untangle those knots. So I, I spend a lot of time and the coaching work really aligns beautifully with that because sometimes communication knots can be sort of narrowed down to a certain flow between individuals or between a leader and his teams. Um, sometimes it's from the bottom up, but when you can identify where the knots are developing, then you can, I can, I can help them identify where the work needs to happen. And so, uh, you know, it, it's really a case by case basis, but, but I offer coaching, I offer group coaching, I offer, you know, individual at the junior level coaching, I'll do team workshops and talks to facilitate conversations, to get things flowing a little bit better. And I also have an online course that I use as an adjunct to that work. If, you know, a certain number of people or maybe one individual in a company is just getting in their own way and they just need to understand more about how they're showing up, we, we dig in that way. I absolutely love that, you know, the different ways that you're able to kind of, you know, come to and, and meet and, and serve the clients that you work with. I, I, I love so much that, um, I don't know, the, this analogy, or I don't know if that's the right word or metaphor with the knots, because I almost feel like knots are something that just sometimes come up and crop up over time, over use, you know, you're thinking about shoelaces or anything that over time that happens and that kind of it can impede the progress of an organization. And it's so important to kind of figure out where that is so that you can relieve that and figure out how to, you know, keep the flow going. Absolutely true. And Gresh, I just uh, was, re I was reading a recent study about this that canvassed like 300 business uh, leaders and 95% of them said, that communication is essentially the backbone of the business. And they also, 86% of them said that their teams were struggling with communication. So, you know, when you have a knot, you know, when your shoelace is knotted and you think, well, I'm just going to pull the heck out of both sides of this and it'll just untangle and it just gets tighter and tighter. So you have to kind of be willing to get to the middle of it and start to jiggle it a little, you know, and that's sometimes what I do. We get to the middle of it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's almost like, you know, it kind of just reminds me of, you know, the same way that you had to not tighten is not the same way you're going to kind of unloosen it. And I think you have to have a lot of times, that's why I love the work that you do, that different set of eyes, that perspective, that obviously the knowledge and experience that you have to be able to kind of look at things, I think, differently to get those knots untied is probably going to require what it didn't require to have them tied. I love that you brought that up because what you just touched on is what we call metacognition. A lot of times we are in it and we can't notice that we're in it because we're in it. So it, it's not necessarily that, and especially as a coach, I do, I am not prescriptive. What I do is I facilitate that awareness by, by giving information so that people can start to notice their own habits, their own patterns. And that's when real change can happen. So I'm glad you brought that up.
Awesome, awesome, awesome. So would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? This could be for yourself individually, the organization or a combination of both, but is it your ability to perceive that and see that and of course provide solutions? Do you feel like that sets you apart and makes you unique? You know, I think what 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 sets me apart is how I weave together my different skill sets, right? So as I said, I've been a writer for so many years. So language is a really important part of kind of my wiring and, and the power that I bring to what I do. But what I have woven together is my command of language, my ability as a communicator, and all of the research that I've done, because I, it always comes back to science for me. It always comes back to evidence. These aren't my opinions. I'm weaving together what I, the research that I've done over the last 10 to 15 years and my communication skills to present to clients sort of a roadmap for them to build a better you know, flow of communication and a, and a healthy culture. So I think that's what my sort of discerning factor is how I weave together all of that to, to, to build my service offerings. Yeah, that it makes so much sense. And I imagine, you know, just, you know, from your experience and, you know, obviously your your mastery of, you know, of written language as well as probably being able to communicate as well too, that we sometimes can think of communication in like one way. And I think by not, you know, being able to kind of look at it holistically, look at it in different ways and have that research and knowledge that you have, it probably can, again, be like some of those knots that you know are impeding the success that organizations and people within them can have. And, and not only that, now that you're, I'm listening to you, it, it, it brings to mind a really important part of what I do. A lot of the view of communication is how we're showing up how we are expressing ourselves to others. But the communication that I work on also is the communication we have with ourselves mm. because it all starts with that. The words that are in our brain that we heard as young children. And, you know, a lot of people kind of poo-poo it a little bit like, you know, I roll, we're going to talk about my childhood. But I, I will say this, that those words that we hear as young people help us develop our sense of self. And then they become our inner dialogue. And that impacts the words we say to other people, how we show up in, in interactions, whether it's at work or at home, it doesn't matter. And today, you know, the lines are so blurred, work, home, you know, we're, we're all in all places at once. So when people can kind of tap into how they're communicating with themselves, and again, that metacognition piece, noticing their patterns, boy, can it affect huge change in the way they interact with others in the workplace and everywhere. Awesome, awesome. Well, I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit, and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And you might have already touched on this, but this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Well, I, you know... I have a lot of favorite books. Uh, one of my favorite books is Mindset by Carol Dweck, The New Psychology of Success. Uh, and, and a lot of people have read that book, but I always, I always reference it because it's so powerful. But one thing I will say that may be really helpful to your listeners, um, at, when I started letting go of having to do everything myself, that's when I really started to flourish. So what do I mean by that? You know, when we're young, when we're entrepreneurs, when we're new CEOs, when we're building our businesses, we're so worried about, you know, are we covering our costs? You know, all the sort of the, the, the life skill, like what, what's the balance sheet? What's the income statement? How am I doing? And I tried to do 
everything by myself for a long time because I wasn't generating revenue at the beginning, which none of us are. And I started making a lot of mistakes, costly mistakes, you know, because I refused to, to hire any help. You know, one to, at one point I lost 50 hard-earned email addresses because I just didn't understand the platform I was using for CRM. And so a, a hack that I have, maybe if it's, if you would call it that, is try to to let go of that holding on so tight to every detail of your business because you will make costly mistakes. Know when it's time to get a little help, even if it's very gradual. Today, you can find virtual assistants everywhere. Have them for a couple hours a week just to help you, right? But don't resist that, oh, until I make this amount of money, I'm not going to hire any help. That is a mistake, I think. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So it's a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. I usually say it might be something you would tell your favorite client, or if you happen into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Okay, that's easy. Don't believe everything you think. Uh, you know, because for so many reasons, that's my favorite expression. Once I stop doing it, <laughs> things changed in my life in a big way. And, and it starts with understanding that every thought you have is a choice you make. Every thought you have is a choice you make. Feelings are not choices. Feelings happen and we can't control that. But thoughts are choices. You can choose differently. You can choose thoughts that serve you. Um, don't believe them just because you have them. Question them, shift them, reframe them. That's a lot of how I started in my work, and I still do that with clients. And, and I'm still sparked every time I see somebody's face kind of like light up when they get it. Oh, you mean I don't have to hold on to that thought, and I don't have to let that thought manifest in all these ways that it tends to manifest. It's such a powerful thing when you understand you don't have to believe your thoughts. Absolutely, absolutely. So want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which I'm sure you'll appreciate this, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And our whole goal is to really look at this differently. So we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Nancy, what does being a CEO mean to you? It means to me deciding how you want to affect change, having the freedom to, to decide how you want to affect change and then setting about to affect that change. That's what it means to me. It, it, it's much more than, you know, having my own business, which I love. It's more than being able to, you know, call my own shots. It's, it's about, you know, creating a pathway forward that, that really sparks me and, and then living that that journey. That's what I mean. Awesome. 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 Well, Nancy, truly appreciate that definition. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things that you're working on. Thank you, Gresham. Um, you can, everybody can find me on my website, nancyrberger.com. And you can find out about the work I do. You can find out about the course, my online course that's available, uh, self-paced course uh, on how to reframe fear-based thinking. You can just send me an email. I'm very responsive. I will get back to you. You can book a discovery call that's complimentary if you just want to hear more about what I do. And you can also uh, easily download a one-pager that kind of outlines my services, what I do. You can print it out. Uh, and it just is a little snapshot of, of my business, if that will be helpful. 
Absolutely. And to make it even more helpful, we'll have the links and information in the show notes too, so that everybody can follow up with you and find out about all the awesome things. But absolutely love, you know, obviously the time you took today, but I love the work that you do. I think it's so important that, you know, a lot of times we think that the worst pain is the pain of um, failing or, or fear and all those things. But I think regret is, is one of those things where we don't take that step. We don't take that leap. We don't figure out, you know, what that might be on the other side. That's really the worst thing that we could do. Truly appreciate you tremendously, my friend, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you so much, Gresham, for having me. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.